Hello and welcome to the St. Helena Humanities podcast this week. Today I am joined as usual by Miss Allendale. Hello. And Miss Smith. Hi. And it's me, Miss Cumming, as per usual. So, have we had a good week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the weather, I think the change in weather is... Um... Someone's popular. <laughs> has affected the mood a little bit. It's nice when it's sunny, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I've had quite a good week. Some good work coming through from students. Have got any examples? Um... So our year 10s were doing some work, some revision on earthquakes. So we were looking at um, LIC and HIC earthquakes. I've had some really good work in from Martha and Jess and Charlie um, and Evie. I was looking through those earlier. So there's some good ones from year 10. Um, they're having to get a Neymar question. So, yeah, they're very impressive. Miss mm -hmm. Smith, have you got any good work that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, we've been doing, um, last week we did fundraising events and we looked obviously Captain Tom Moore, who's, um, we're recording this on a Thursday, so he's actually 100 today, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we did that and then we've also looked at um, viral events and how important they are, um, which I'll talk a bit more about later. But yeah, um, Isaiah, Mia and Morgan have done some really good work, really good research on that, which is really good. Well, I've had some good work as well. Um, mostly, actually, my year nines, my year nine class, you have been pretty consistent with your work. So well done to all of you. Um, it's been noted. I'm very impressed. Um, but also some people's work in, like, so Natalie in year nine, she's done really, she's been really consistent throughout some, some lovely projects. Um, Ruby as well, she's been doing some great work um, as well. Yeah, so... Keep up the good work, everybody. It's all very, we're all very proud of you. So the podcast format has changed slightly. Um, so we said this last week that we would be changing away from careers and we're going into more, um, we're, we're changing it basically. And Miss Annandale is going to explain how it is changing. Yeah, so when we had the initial idea for the podcast, I think it, probably back in February, I think, yeah. um, we sort of had planned to do these, I think, every couple of weeks um, and to get people on to talk about different careers. Um, and then obviously things have changed and we're not at school anymore. So we continued with the plan to have careers talks. Um, and then we thought that this half term we should change it. Um, and we're, we've got a slightly different format. So we're not going to have as many people on to interview um, instead, we're going to have um, one of us being the expert each week to talk about a particular topic, um, which is linked to something that's going on either in the news um, or something that's linked to this day in history. Um, we're also going to bring some good news stories each week because um, at times like this, it's nice to hear some good news because the news at the moment is often filled with not very nice things. And um, we're going to talk about work that the students are doing. Um, and we're also going to have a challenge um, that is set by uh, one of us for the other two to have a go at and also for the students and the people listening to have a go at and then we'll report back on that um, the next week. So that's the plan. I'm excited for the challenge, but also scared. Yeah, so we be. don't know what Miss Smith is setting up this week. Miss Smith is setting up and I'm a bit, I'm a bit, what's the word, trepidatious. 
Trevor just whatever oh, it is. Oh, I like that word. <laughs> it might be wrong. What does <laughs> it mean? When we mean me, Mr. Wolf, it's like if you're trepidation, trepidus? I don't know. Basically, it means like you're nervous. I tried to be clever. It backfired. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, what is our good news story for this week? Anyone? Um, I, think, I think we have to talk about Captain Tom, don't we? Yeah. Yes. So this is the Thursday. Uh, we've recorded this on the Thursday, the 30th, and it is, it is his birthday today. Um, and as everyone knows, he originally, I think, only wanted to raise, what, a £1,000? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, really small, and it's just gone crazy, isn't it? His last count it was £30 million when I checked earlier, but it's probably even more than that now. By the time yeah. this goes out, it might have another 10 on it. It's absolutely astronomical. And it's he wanted to walk 100 lengths of his garden before his 100th birthday. And um, they he wanted to raise money for NHS charities and he has absolutely blown that figure out of the water and he's just done so well. And um, I read an article earlier, the Queen has made him what an honorary, well, no, actually this might have been from you, Miss Annandale. Um, he's been made an honorary colonel or something? Yeah, I saw that on the news today, yeah. And he's been nom- not nominated, I think they've, they've said he's going to get a Pride of Britain award. Yeah. Um, and Hasn't Ford- he already got it? I thought he already had it. I think he's already Carol got Ford- it. Carol came on and sort of virtually presented him with it. Um, so, yeah, he hasn't physically got it, but, yeah, they've said he's going to get it. And he got letters, I think, from the royal family and from Boris Johnson, did a video message for him. And he's the oldest person to get a number one song in the charts. So he's so, had a crazy couple of weeks, Captain Tom. <laughs> yeah, he's had a few weeks. So, yeah, that's so, a good news story. Yeah, something to keep us going for a while. So, on this day that it is going out, that it is being, you'll get it broadcast to you, is the 4th of May. So the 4th of May, what things have happened in history on this day, on the 4th of May? 1957, the Anne Frank Foundation was formed in Amsterdam. It was founded by her father, uh, Otto Frank, who was the only survivor of the group of eight people who went into hiding uh, in Amsterdam to flee well, to, to flee from the Nazis. Um, and he's the only one. So it was primarily organised and created to stop the uh, demolition of the um, building where Anne Frank hid. Um, and that is why it was created. And you can now go to the Anne Frank Museum, thanks to the Anne Frank Foundation in Amsterdam, if you so wish. You'd like to go next. Mm. Oh, I'll go next. Um, in 1959, the first Grammy Awards happened. What are the Grammys? That's quite a good one. Um, so it's a music award, but do you know where the word Grammy, well, why they call it Grammy Awards? No. No. Well, um, it's because the award they get is a gramophone. Oh. And it comes from... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it comes from... Um, because they were going to call it the Eddie Awards because it was Thomas Edison that created the gramophone, but they decided to call it the Grammys instead. The Grammys has more of a ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? Um, but it actually weren't on telly until the 1970s. So it's one of those things where everyone doesn't realise how long it's been going on for. Um, but no, this is um, it's quite a good award, I guess. Good for events. Um, and American presidents though have won it before, which I thought was only music people, but like um, what's it, um, Obama has won it a few times. How has he won it? I don't know. He won it. 
Well, I don't know. Like Clinton's won it as well. When I when I googled and researched it, there's lots of um, yeah, random people that you wouldn't expect to have a Grammy has got a Grammy. Oh. So there we go. There's some good facts for you all. Thanks. Okay. Um, my interesting one that I found was that in this day in the year 2000, Ken Livingstone became the first mayor of London. Um, so he, there's actually been three mayors of London. So Sadiq Khan is the current mayor of London. Then it was obviously Boris Johnson. And then before that, the first one was Ken Livingstone. Um, so they, Miss Cumming will know more about this because obviously you are a Londoner, but their role of the mayor of London is they have responsibility for things like transport, police, uh, civil defence, fire services, planning, uh, economic development, also things with the environment um, as well. So Ken Livingston, a lot of people will remember things that he implemented, like the congestion charge. And he, I didn't realise he did this, but he also implemented the Oyster Cards. Changed my life. Loved the Oyster Card. Yeah. I free travel until I was 16. Very big fan. Yeah, I can't... Yeah, do you remember a time before the Oyster Card? Oh, yeah, I do. Actually, when I moved to Essex, when I moved to... Because I went to the University of Essex, and I... Because ta- Oyster Cards, they're kind of like... If you don't know, they're like kind of like debit cards quite, um, that you'd get from a bank. People don't use them now, really, either, do they? No, a lot of people now just use their contactless yeah. to get on buses. In those days, you could... Contactless wasn't a thing. Um, in 2008, I think it was. I was about 12. Anyway, but yeah, I remember a time before, because when I, came, I moved here... Um, university and I had to have change on me to go onto a bus I was like what is going on like it was very what's happened but yeah Oyster Card I very much approve of but everyone does contactless now yeah so that was the role that was sort of what he he did and then the obviously when Boris Johnson came uh, became mayor of London he was known for Boris bikes um, so he was focusing on the environment and travel as well. And then Sadiq Khan is a current mayor of London. He's sort of carried that on and he's implemented the ultra-low emission zone, um, which he put in place in 2019 to tax highly polluting vehicles. So mm. that is my interesting fact of the day. Well, so lots of things have happened on this day in uh, history on the 4th of May. But also worth knowing... Today, when we record it on the 30th of uh, April, linking to this topic, uh, is when Hitler actually um, commits suicide in the Berlin bunker in 1945. And this kind of signals the end of the Second World War. Um, between, it takes eight days after Hitler's death for the Second World War to end. Um, so the main focus of our podcast today is actually to discuss VE Day, as we will be celebrating on Friday the 8th. It is a bank holiday. Uh, they moved the usual bank holiday from Monday, which is the early May bank holiday, um, to the 8th because it is 75 years since VE Day. And year seven to nine historians, you have got a project on VE Day for your home learning this week. So hopefully you'll find this information useful for your projects. So. Miss Smith, Miss Annandale, what would you like to know? Miss um, Annandale. Well, I mean, the first thing I'd like you to explain to us and the viewers um, is what VE what Day is and do all countries celebrate VE Day? Okay, so VE Day um, is actually, it stands for Victory in Europe Day and it signals the end of the Second World War. Um, much like the First World War, we have um, the armistice, which is signed on the 
11th of November, and that is when the war ends. Um, it's basically what this is. So um, they sign a treaty, and from the 8th of May, you get victory in Europe Day, fighting stops. But crucially, it's only in Europe. So the Second World War is a global war. You have people, so the Allies, which are, okay, off the top of my head, uh, Britain, Russia, uh, the USA, their war is not over because this is just war with Germany. Does anyone, Sam Delma Smith, know who else they're at war with? Anyone? No? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Japan. Yes, no, I don't. Oh, Pearl oh, Harbor. Pearl Harbor, yes. Yeah. Um, so Jap the war with Japan is still ongoing in May. Um, but actually, it's celebrated in most European countries uh, on that day, on the 8th. Russia and New Zealand celebrated it on the 9th. Uh, simply because New Zealand wanted to, had to wait for the time difference and uh, the Russians or the Soviets as they were called then um, they would, they had a separate treaty and it didn't take effect until the 9th um, but it is celebrated in lots of countries uh, in France I think it's called uh, Victory 1945 and they celebrate it um, as well um, however we don't really celebrate it every year we kind of it's it, you remember it and you know it and you um, like you understand what it's for but I think now remembering the war is more kind of shifted to the 11th of November so you remember the sacrifice that people made um but this year we are celebrating the day because it's been 75 years is, is this the only time we've moved the bank holiday for it uh no it was actually moved the bank holiday uh in, for the 50th so what is that 1995 yeah is that right yeah that's right <laughs> so that was the last time the may bank holiday was moved it, it hasn't moved before then really um miss smith has a question um yeah so um i think it'd be useful to kind of go through how uh, for those that haven't obviously studied world war ii how did it actually end because i can't imagine they were just sort of like right now that's it is it a staged ending that is a very good question. So uh, without doing, without boring you all, uh, I'm going to start. So everybody, does anyone know what year the war starts? 1939. Well done. So 1939 is when the Second World War starts. Um, and to cut a long story short, um, in 1941, you have the Dunkirk landings, which basically stops all um, allied presence on the continent, which basically means there are no soldiers who are not German or on the Nazi side in continental Europe. So that's France, Germany, that whole area. So that's the Dunkirk landings, not the Dunkirk landings, the Dunkirk evacuation uh, in 1941. And it is not until 1944 that we have allied um, presence in Europe again. Um, however, I'm starting in, I'm gonna start with 1943 because this is the turning point of the Second World War. Um, so in 1943, well, okay. Going back on myself, 1941, Germany decides a very good idea is to start invading Russia. And they do have some early successes. Um, despite the fact that they were allies, they um, he, Hitler basically says, oh, it was only, you know, to invade parts of Europe. I actually always wanted Russia because he wanted Lebensraum, which is living space. And he wanted that for the, for the German people. Um, so he decides to start the German campaign in the east. And he has some early successes, successes in 1941. However, he is not able to capture um, key states like uh, ooh, Moscow, I believe, Moscow and Leningrad. And this was called Operation Barbarossa. Um, 
And this kind of continues. And the reason I'm starting with this is because his invasion of Russia is the turning point in the war. Miss Smith, you have a question. Um, why couldn't he invade Russia? Why couldn't he invade Russia? Yeah. Okay, so basically, and this is the thing, historians, there is a reason we study history. Admittedly, not if you're going to, you know, not saying you should have, you know, if you're a dictator, but this exact thing happened with Napoleon 150 years before. The Russian soldiers are equipped to deal with the Russian winter. They are. They are familiar with the landscape. They are familiar uh. with um, what equipment they need. They know what they're doing. This happens, uh, people that try to invade Russia in the winter, cold winters, minus ridiculous amounts of degrees, they just don't do well. It happened with Napoleon. That's why he lost um, one of his campaigns. And it happens with Hitler as well. And um, he actually sieges uh, Stalingrad. And that goes on for over a year. Uh, and eventually, uh, when oh, I've lost my note, there we go. Uh, the Battle of Stalingrad, the Siege of Stalingrad, is his first defeat. So it's not until 1943, what four years into this war, that Hitler has a massive defeat, um, and this is the first turning point. So he loses thousands of soldiers. Um, in the Second World War, lots of people keep prisoners of war. So 91,000 German troops were captured in Stalingrad um, and less than 6,000 returned home. Um, so he has lost, suffered a monumental loss. But from then, people actually start to see, oh, Hitler's not invincible. He, he isn't able to get Russia. Uh, Was that quite a big turning point then in terms of the end of the war? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. That was, that's as... I, again, that's what I would say, because it's not necessarily the only turning point, but I think it's a major turning point, And that is kind of how it's seen. So between 1943 and 1944, people are starting to think, OK, the war's going to end and Hitler's going to lose. And this is unprecedented. Um, however, in 1944, on the 6th of June, we have the D-Day landings. So uh, this is when the Allies who now consist of America, America joined in 1941 due to the battle, uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. They all join forces and they decide they are going to get back onto continental Europe. They're going to take Berlin and they are going to win the war. It's not that simple. Lots of people died. Uh, there were some hiccups along the way, but that is the ultimate goal and they do succeed. Um, so it's called Operation Overlord. They have lots of great operation names in the Second World War, um, such as Operation Sea Lion, which was uh, Germany's plan to invade England. I like that. Um, but, you know, I find things like that interesting. Uh, so there was great resistance on Omaha, at Omaha Beach. So this is um, not in Omaha. It's just a name I think the Americans gave to one of the beaches um, as they landed. And it basically... Uh, they, but it was not ultimately successful. By the end of that first day on the 6th of June, 158,000 people had landed. Um, it took time, but what happens is they start to liberate places. So liberation means to set them free. Um, and what happens is, so from the 6th of June, on the 25th of August, 1944, Paris was liberated. It previously been under control of the Nazis. Um, they are free now. Uh, in the th on the 3rd of September, Brussels is then liberated. From the east, we've now got Russia. So you've got the Allies coming in from the west. You've got the Russians coming in from the east. And they are slowly moving further and further towards Berlin. 
and Hitler lives in Berlin. So he's, you know, slowly seeing these people coming for him. On the 25th of January, 1945, 27th, sorry, 1945, we get the liberation of Auschwitz by the Soviets, which is the concentration camp, uh, the death camp for Jews. Uh, we also then get uh, the, the 13th or 14th of January, 1945, the bombing of Dresden, which is a bit controversial because the British it had no kind of tactical advantage. It was basically just to show the Germans. The so Dresden is an area in Germany and the British government and uh, the RAF bombed it and it killed, oh well, it was, the death toll was very contentious. It's between 25,000 and 135,000, um, but it's, it's very controversial because there was no real aim for it. It was basically just to show the Germans who lost, basically. Um, we then have more liberations. Uh, the 17th of April, 1945, we've got the, again, liberation of another concentration camp, uh, Belsen. Um, then ultimately on the 30th of April, Hitler commits suicide in Berlin. From then, there is a German minister who comes in and he basically decides, right, we need peace and we need it now because he doesn't, he crucially, he doesn't want the German soldiers to go into Soviet custody. He doesn't want the Soviets to get control of his soldiers. And so he, uh, on the 4th of May, which again, this day in history, uh, is when the German delegation formally surrenders to the British. Uh, by the 7th of May, Britain accepts it. So over three days, they're thinking, you know, do we accept it? Um, and on the 7th of May, it's officially announced quite late in the day to the British public, the war is ending from tomorrow. It's going to be a bank holiday. It's VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, Victory over Hitler. Um, lots of people, actually, um, didn't wait until the 8th of May. Uh, lots, uh, some places were offering, uh, so you could get white, red and um, blue bunting off of the ration, which was very, you know, people enjoyed that. Um, a lot of places, there was a much merriment in pubs. Um, people started, this was all the day before. So we're, you know, Britain's still at war, but people are not waiting um, as well. So that's VE Day. You know, there were lots of, um, well, that's the end of the war. VE Day is a bit different. So then you've got um, people gathering on Trafalgar Square, Churchill making announcements from the Ministry of Health building. He was on Buckingham Palace. I think there were eight appearances by the royal family on the balcony in Buckingham Palace. Um, Princess Elizabeth, as she was then, uh, and her sister, Princess Margaret, actually sneaked out and reveled around, among the crowds. She said it was the most exciting night of her life. Um, so yeah, it was a very exciting time. So you mentioned this a little bit earlier. So obviously that was Victory in Europe Day. So presumably the war continued then after that date in other parts. Of yes. The yes. So it's it's quite important to not lose sight of this because yes, people were happy Hitler had been defeated, but there were still wars in Japan. And this goes on uh, for another couple of months. Does anyone know what ultimately stops the war with Japan? Well, the Hiroshima bomb, is, is that what stopped it? Yeah, yeah basically. So the, ja uh, the Japanese government was, um, they were kind of still fighting. And the British, the Allies, uh, basically thought, not necessarily the British, the Allies, the Americans, said, mm, we don't really want this war to go on for much longer. And they had already been working on nuclear weapons, 
that they had poached nuclear scientists from Nazi Germany before um, the war ended. And they had been working on this kind of bomb for several years. And eventually, on the 6th of August, the bombing of Hiroshima, uh, which basically is nuclear weapons, 78,000 people died. 90,000 were seriously injured. That was from one bomb. Oh, wow. One. So not like Dresden, where they were bombed continuously, or even the Blitz where um, in England, in Britain, where, pe- where people were bombed consecutively for 57 nights and killed hundreds of thousands, I think it was something like 83,000 people, I'm not 100% sure. Um, this killed all these people and from one bomb. there would have been long-lasting then, effects as well from that, not just from the initial um, deaths. Yeah, so you have like radiation poisoning, radiation sickness, children being born without mouths and limbs and um, things. So it's really disturbing. And if that isn't enough, three days later, they have the bombing of Nagasaki, which is another thing. So that kind of tips the Japanese government over the edge, saying, kind of thinking, oh, my goodness, how many more of these bombs do they have? Um, And they formally surrender on the 2nd of September. Um, And that's kind of the end. And then you have VJ Day. which is victory in Japan Day. And that's celebrated in England as well. You have people again storming Trafalgar Square. It's not necessarily a bank holiday, but it is celebrated. Um, and then from there, we have the starts of the Cold War, which is, you know, political divisions. And that's, that's a podcast for another day. So but you, that is, again, You talked about them that. going to Trafalgar Square and things. How do people traditionally celebrate um, VE Day? Um, so VE Day is from the, the sources we have and from living we, we are still alive in a time where people remember victory in europe day the day the queen served as um oh i can't remember what regiment but she was a mechanic she trained as a mechanic in the war so she remembers it yeah a oh. uh, very interesting documentary it's called um, our queen at war it's on itv very interesting um, but yeah, so she she was in the army, um, the only female member of the royal family to be enrolled uh, enrolled in the army. Um, traditionally, it's like bunting, uh, street parties, um, lots of singing around a piano is how they would have celebrated back then. Seventy fifth um, anniversary, aren't we? We don't celebrate it sort of every year, do we? Um, so. No. In, yeah, so we won't necessarily remember. It's a pity, really, because obviously, because of the situation we're in, we don't. We there were lots of plans. Um, there were things that, like, they were going to do. There, I don't. They're supposed to have the church bells ringing for peace. I don't know if that's going to happen now. Um, that was scheduled to happen. Lots of kind of people were encouraged to again have these kind of street parties because it's a bank holiday and it's remembering, even though it's 75 years ago, it's long before any of our times, but we know people who were affected by this. My granny was, she grew up in Dublin in the war um, and she has memories of this as well. Um, Even though they were neutral, she still had things as well that were affected by it. yeah, she's nine. Oh, she wow. This year, actually. So she, yeah, she was really affected by it. She was evacuated. Yeah. Do you remember the bombing? Yeah, she was. Yeah, it was terrible mm. in Coventry. For our listeners. Do you know anything more about the Coventry uh, bombings? I'm not sure. Why did they bomb Coventry? Now, this is the thing. Again, very contentious, um, which basically means controversial. Um, people... Coventry was 
basically annihilated and destroyed by German bombers. Um, and we don't necessarily know why they were bombed, but we know it was it was a major yeah, city. Was it a city? Yeah, major city. And they just, I, I assumed it was to do with that. Could be. With anything to do with the Blitz, anything to do with mass bombings, it's a lot of it is directed towards morale, which basically, as we all know, we're all trying to keep our morale up, our, like keep staying positive. Um, the idea was if the allies of Britain had seen um, Coventry so reduced to, to ash that they would think, oh, we'll surrender to Germany now. But even then it didn't happen. And this is what um, Hitler was counting on at that time. He was counting on the fact that the British morale would be broken, but it just never happened. Um, and that's what people talk about blitz spirit and people just kind of getting on with it. But it's controversial because people don't know if the army knew about it if they didn't know about it, did they let those people die because it served a greater tactical purpose? Um, lots of controversy surrounding bombings and civilian. This is a civilian death. So all these people died and they were not enrolled. So it's it's the same in the army. They weren't asking. They didn't kind of make it their problem, not their problem, but they didn't ask for that kind of yeah. input and they ultimately died for it. So, yeah. Any other questions? No, that was great. Thank you. No, that's brilliant. Thanks. You're so welcome. So we went to our last, um, last thing of the podcast, which is our challenge. So this week is going to be set by Miss Smith. Um, so Miss Coming and I don't know what it is. Um, I'm so, And this is a challenge for us and also for people listening. So Miss Smith, what are we doing? Okay, so I've been inspired by a lot of people online. Um, and I think that last week we spoke a lot about morale and well-being and making sure that we all stay connected. So my challenge for you guys this week is to host a virtual event. Okay. <laughs> I hosted the but, quiz on Tuesday. Can I count? No, you need to do another one. This is it from now. So uh, so yeah you can do like anything you want um i mean you could do it yeah. related to the day were you saying VEDA that you were going to do something virtual event okay yeah. and we'll report back okay yeah. oh gosh okay it's stressful okay That's <laughs> <laughs> think about it think about it okay right but everyone can take on this challenge like listeners as well it doesn't have to be you guys and then coffee morning Fancy dress. Dinner. Dinner party. Dinner. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's a good. Well, it's a virtual event, isn't it? It's like virtual cooking. What we said. And that's a good idea. Dinner. Okay, let's think about. Hmm. I'm okay. There we go. Okay. So, thank you all for listening. We look forward to receiving your VE Day projects this week and hearing how you got on with your challenge. So, take care and enjoy celebrating VE Day on Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.